Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. It's Friday. That means it's time to make some picks. I'm Will Brinson, the host of this podcast. Eight episodes a week, sometimes up to ten a week if emergencies should occur, like, say, hypothetically, I don't know, Cam Newton's out for the year or Nick Foles replaces Gardner Minshew. We also do this pick show on YouTube. We're live. Well, not live on YouTube. Uh, we record on Thursday afternoon. The show is up on YouTube by Thursday evening. You can go watch it there. If you prefer your podcast on Apple Podcast Forum, you can go to Apple Podcasts, search Pick 6 Pod, subscribe, rate, and review. Everyone who leaves a five-star review, you've done a bunch of them lately, really appreciate it. If you love the show, go ahead and do it. Shout out to the guy who left the three-star review and the 750 words that he wrote. That's more than Pete Briscoe has written in the last three years, right, Pete? Uh, no. It's more original content than you've written since you've been here. <laughs> How long have you been here now, Willie boy? Uh, decade? Ten, it's ten a decade, years. right? Wow. Aren't you, it's been that long? Aren't you going to be 20 and I'll be 10 like next no, year? No, mine will be working on 20. But you've been here 10 years already? This is my 10th Super Bowl this season. I remember when he came in a wide-eyed little boy. <laughs> and now he's grown up to be a irritating older man. <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, uh, boomer. Did, did you see that, Pete? Did you see me get blasted for being a, a boomer? You know what about happened? Okay, you know about okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Yeah. What is that? It's just something that popped up on the internet the last few days. No, I haven't it's seen a, it. It's a meme where if like an old person tries to chime in on something, uh, like like youthful related, then the youth replies "Okay, boomer" and just moves along, and it's like taken off, and so like some. I got okay boomered by this like like cavalcade of youths. youths. You're not a boomer though. I know I'm a millennial technically, and I just get get blasted. What it, by what it, I'm a boomer, right? Yeah, they've been giving him hell about it on the podcast, and he gets so worked up and mad. So well, I mean, they're running. He's kind of he's aged before our eyes, so they must think you're a boomer. Exactly. I mean, um, I'm a boomer. You can call. You can go okay boomer to me, and what am I yeah. going to tell you? See ya. <laughs> it happened in a uh, parliament actually this uh this young lady who's uh over in australia or whatever they call it i guess parliament she was like giving an argument and some like old man piped up in the middle of her speech she just goes okay boomer and then keeps like talking i mean it's it's like the ultimate put down of an old person i can't no, wait to okay use pops is the ultimate put down of an old person <laughs> that's true well the yeah. okay boomer look up look up okay boomer gifts there's a bunch of them with like the f word on it's like Okay, boomer, shut the bleep up. I mean, like, like if you if you said okay, pops to me, I'd probably give you one over the you know in, in the forehead. That's an insult to a with, with a with a okay, uh, grandpappy, give me one of those, and I'm going to give you a, give you one too. But no, look, sure. I'd rather be old than the the alternative. I mean, you know, get old, yeah. the older the better. I hope you're calling me grandpappy when I'm 112. That's right. I hope I'm being blasted by youths, as they said in uh, my cousin Vinny on the internet for the next youths. 50 youths. Your Utes. Honor, the two Utes. The Utah Utes. Yeah. What? You like the Utes the this week? The two defendants. 
Um, let's look at the standings. You guys you want like to look at the standings because you're at the top of them. <laughs> yeah, I went three oh, and two last evil. week. Uh, RJ, no bueno. It happens. Oh, yeah, of course it happens. I mean, I'm, I've got one lurking. Uh, I moved, I moved to 31 and 23, 57.4% on the year. I will obviously take that. RJ down after an 0 5 week, uh, 28, 27, 51%, still not that bad of a year at all. Uh, and Pete Prisco, 500 for I'm rising though. I'm coming. I'm rising. I'm not that far behind. Here I come. All it takes is one five and a week or six and a week. One more oh and five for me and I'll be in Pete territory. Yeah, and, and five and six. Yeah. Think about it. If you go oh and five and I went six and oh because I got six picks this week, I'll be right there with you. Yeah. You guys won't believe this, but, uh, the pick six parlay, uh, it lost. In fact, it went over <laughs> three. As my buddy Garrett, as my buddy Garrett likes to say when he misses on all legs of a tease, at least we saved some money. You know, <laughs> you only put one unit down on the parlay. If you'd bet them all individually, you would have really lost your ass. So okay, you Minshew, Gardner Minshew stunk. That's why that didn't go over. Uh, the New England, the Ravens went wild. That's why that went over. And the Packers were dreadful. So yeah, I don't know what happened with the Packers. The the under for New England Baltimore is interesting to me. I like the the under because I like New England, and I thought if New England was going to win. It was going to be a low-scoring game. I think you guys both, or maybe you like the. New I like one. the Patriots. I know he liked the Ravens. Yeah. So why would you be on the under if you like the Ravens? It just is, yeah, it seemed like the kind of game where the Ravens win is going to be high. It scoring. was a loser. I I wasn't. I didn't have the. I had the Ravens as a best bet. I didn't have the under as a best bet. But mm. I wrote the yeah. under because it was a New England under. I was willing to write it. But you're right. As the game got closer, I was like, man. I was like, if the Ravens are going to win, the over has to hit. Right. right. Like it wasn't the type of game where Baltimore was going to win. 17 to 10 or something like that. Right. Uh, by the way, uh, it sounds like the reason the Packers lost because they had a good time in, uh, LA. Please no more parties in LA. Yeah. That was, that's a bad look for them. That's, that's, it, you would think that there's enough veteran players on that team to make that not a reality. I mean, you'd think that they would be like, Hey, we're rolling. Let's not go out to LA and party and just think we're going to curb stomp the freaking Chargers. Oh, yeah. Seems weird. But I mean, look, Bakhtiari's a veteran. Rogers is a veteran. Villaga's a veteran. The, you know, Smiths have been around the league for a while. They haven't been there for a while, but there's a lot of veteran players on that team. That's it, a weird one. You know who's not a veteran? Matt LaFleur. Yeah, but the way the offensive line played, it looked like Bakhtiari and Villaga were probably out until the wee hours of the morning. They were dreadful the other day. Pete, did you get Kanye, did you get RJ's Kanye reference? His what reference? I'm sure he did. <laughs> What was it? Uh, Kanye has a song called Please No More Parties in LA. Oh, is, does he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, Diva told not a big fan, know. not a big fan of Kanye. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. get it either. He had to get told. In fact, our, Diva just got in my ear and goes, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye was on my uh, flight coming from LA once and they, they treated him like he was a king. I said, what are you holding the line for him for? He's the same as we are. We're all getting on the plane. You like, uh, like that was a day, by the way, that was a day at LAX where he smacked around the photographer. I missed it. I would have loved to have seen that. Man, I wish you had caught that. Um, let's get into the picks. I might have helped the photographer. You definitely would have. You like fish sticks? Um, the Bills, this is a South Park joke. The Bills are at the Browns on Sunday over under a whopping 39 and a half. Can your man, Josh Allen, go into town, into Cleveland and beat the Browns, Pete? No. He won't. Uh, this one is so fishy, it's unreal. 
I wanted to pick the Bills. I wanted to pick Buffalo's defense to go in there and play well and limit a bad offense. The line is begging you to take Buffalo. And for that reason, I think Mayfield and offense will wake up and score enough points here to cover that number. I like Cleveland. Well, the line's going to be down to two and a half for a lot of people, and that'll be begging you to take the Browns because they'll see the two and a half and say, oh, they'll win by three. Uh, not me. I'm going to be on the Bills all the way. Uh, I'm sitting next to a guy that thinks Josh Allen was the best quarterback in that draft, so if they have the edge as quarterback, I don't see why the Bills don't win this game. The line looks fishy. They Doesn't definitely fishy have a better— I mean, sure, but the Bills haven't really beat anyone. They're six and two. I agree. Winning low scoring games. I can understand it. It's going to be another low scoring game, but low scoring games favor the Bills. That's just how they win. Um, neither offense has been good. At least Buffalo's D ranks third, third in, uh, points per drive and net yards per attempt. So they can limit Baker Mayfield. Uh, I trusted Freddie Kitchens to play a run heavy offense last week because that's what would have worked. He didn't. Baker was throwing it all over the field and, and they got trashed. So if they do that again, Buffalo, I think is going to win this game. They've won all three of their road games. They've proven they can win on the road. And um, I think that they can they can travel and do it again here. Cleveland's falling apart, obviously. Ugly loss in Denver. Off-field stuff. People, you know, sniping at each other. Um, they have to face the Steelers on Thursday night football next week. So that's a big game for them. They can't be looking and, ahead at anybody. Well, you know, it's it's the difference between playing Buffalo. I don't think they can chalk this up as a win, but they're supposed to win this game. They're the favorites. So they got to run the ball. They have to run the ball. If they run the ball against the against the Bills, Bills have had trouble stopping the run. If they run the ball if, with Chubb, I know. If they would have ran the I ball last week. It. I think they run it this week. Well, that's that I, I played that. That's one of my reasons I went 0 for 5 is I think they'll run it this week against Denver, and they can win that game. Yeah, they didn't do that. So if you do like Cleveland, make sure you get it at 2.5 because there's a lot of 2.5s out there. I'm going to get Bills plus 3. Uh, I also lean to the under. It's gotten up to 40.5. We have it 39.5 for our, our uh, little thing because we send the lines out Wednesday. At 40.5, I like the under, too, because I think it's going to be a little I would I would take the under as well. So if Will likes that, we could throw that at the parlay. I, I'm down for that. I think that this is going to be run heavy on both sides of the ball. Uh, I would expect that Devin Singletary gets over 20 carries again for the Bills. I would expect that Nick Chubb. Look, here's here's what I think that this game is going to be. Remember, um, was it week four or whatever when the Browns went to Baltimore and they were struggling and they show up and Nick Chubb has an enormous game against the defense. It was still kind of finding itself. Maybe wasn't great against the run. Maybe still isn't great against the run. And he blows up for big yardage and the Browns put up a 40-burger. I think we are going to see – a spike this week from the Browns like that, and I think we're going to see maybe two more for the rest of the season. They're going to be very inconsistent, but they're going to have these big games, and I think one of them is coming this week. I don't know if they'll score 40 points. I don't think they'll score 40 points, but I think that defense can do enough to slow down the Bills, get, in, get engaged in a rock fight, and let Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who's supposed to get a lot of carries this week, um, run the ball effectively. I think this is a – it's there's no chance they're looking ahead. This is a, it's not a Super Bowl for them, but this is a do or die game. I understand that at Denver was too, but this is sort of now the reality. The one concern I have is that they will try to do squeaky wheel stuff with Odell Beckham and try to feed him in the passing game. That would be my concern. So you like the Browns? Uh, I, Browns are one of my best bets and, uh, um, mine too. And I, I mean, would be fine with the under. RJ's not in on that one. You want to take the under? Maybe after last week you should come in with the come for the ride. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> if I'm opposite of Pete, I like my chances. <laughs> All right, do we want to add the under to the parlay? 48% or whatever you are. Like, I'm creeping up at 48%. <laughs> or you're creeping down, one or the other. Yeah, I'm definitely creeping down. Yeah, put the yeah. under in. All right, we'll put the under in the parlay. Put the under, leg, yes. Leg one of the parlay. Under. So that means it'll be 33-31. Oh, for one. <laughs> That'd be 33-31. Make sure you fade the parlay this week. <laughs> Okay, if you were, yeah, if you'd reverse, reverse parlay. You're a winner. Somebody probably did. Somebody probably did that one. 
Oh my god, are people secretly cashing out every week because they're, ref- <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they're reversing, they're going against, they're fading our parlay and winning money. Uh, let's see, what's it at? It is currently at, why can I not find the Browns? Uh, 40, under 40. So go ahead and take it under 40. It is at 40 minus 115, which means it's probably moving down. Um, and look, the, you can buy the Browns. They're at, uh, minus three plus 100 right now. So you could buy them down to minus two and a half if you wanted as well. Um, or take minus three even money. Whatever you want to do. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got one that we all like. You know, the last time we had a game that we all liked before we started doing the podcast, like, like we all agreed on it independently. It was the Panthers at the 49ers. So, oh, 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 that was a bad one. <laughs> we all like take the money line too, guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jump on that. It was over by the time you looked up after the first quarter. It was done. This one well, won't be. This one won't be. You know why? It's a big Kirk game. It's time. a big game on Sunday night. We know what's going to happen. You can't, I mean, you can just predict it right now. The Cowboys are going to win this game because Kirk Cousins will play poorly in it. And I think the offense of Dallas came alive the other night. I thought saw some good things out of the offense. They're healthy now. The offensive line's getting back to where it was. I think they're going to run the football a little bit, throw over the top and the pass rush. Michael Bennett added some juice to that pass rush. Uh, Kirk Cousins will not have a good outing. I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, but we threw the, for the people watching YouTube, we threw his stats and big games off the screen. His record's terrible, but his stats are actually pretty good. So it makes me wonder, is there something else? Throws a lot of interceptions, though. Well, it's like 16 interceptions, 35 touchdowns. I mean, that's, you'll take that, you know, in 19 games. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe is it Zimmer? Maybe is it the defense? I'm not sure which way. Um, Vikings won't have Thielen in this game. That's a big part of their offense. Dallas offense is rolling. Number one in DVOA, number two in points per drive. That Minnesota D got carved up by another couple other good offenses on the road. Kansas City, Detroit. So I can see the Cowboys doing that again. And Cowboys thrive in, thrive in primetime. Last 13 games over the past three years, 9-3-1 and one against the spread in primetime. Their defense has allow, allowed uh, more than 20 points only twice in that span. So defense can come in, hold down Cousins, even if Cousins has a solid game he's not going to put up a lot of points because that's just not what they do in prime time and then the cowboys can run away with it and so it's like road games for the um for, it's kind of offset by the fact that the cowboys played a monday nighter but it's it's still consecutive road games for the, for the vikings mm-hmm. I, I, also, I also thought one of the things that makes me like dallas here dalvin cook um the the offensive approach and rj i think i saw you tweet this out and your you are at rj white one on twitter rj goes back through and does a bunch of game rewind tweets and i, I agree with you the the offense for the vikings was lacked com- completely lacked creativity in the first half against the Chiefs. I mean, and I understand the Chiefs' interior defense with Chris Jones back was playing a lot better, but this is a spot where you have no Patrick Mahomes. You're on the road. If you can get a lead, you can run downhill with Dalvin Cook, and they just ran into the line of scrimmage like over and over. They didn't get Dalvin Cook outside on the edge, which is where he thrives, turning that corner. They didn't swing the ball out to him. And he, if they tried, maybe he dropped one. Kirk Cousins was sailing passes high. There's a little bit of wind in there. And I, I just worry a little bit that we might see something similar against Dallas, and you can't just run into Dallas's offensive line. Michael Bennett now there. You get the pass rush. He's Pat great against line is so bad at guard, it's unbelievable. He is tiny. And I told you, remember I said that in the preseason when I went up there. I said I looked at their line and they're tiny, and he's tiny, and he gets abused, and he can't he can't get anybody, can't get any movement. He holds all the time. That's going to be a problem for them as they move on through the season. Yeah, like and, Brinson, and, Brinson was saying, the way they started that game last week, it was pass, 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 punt, with three incomplete passes. And the first one was a short out to the left, sailed right over the guy's head. And yeah. at that point, it's like, okay, cousins, something's wrong with Cousins, like run the ball. And they just wouldn't do it. The first half, they just got their butt speed because they're throwing, throwing, throwing. And they, lo- they were lucky to keep it a close game, I thought, because he just didn't look good at all. Um, and yeah, look, Dallas' defensive line is playing really well. 
I mean, Robert well, Quinn. Well, they play well with the lead, and that's the important thing here. They're they're a lead line because they're not big, but they can rush the passer when they have a lead. And I think that's important in this game. I think they'll get the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do think it's going to be tough sledding for Cousins. It, it sets up for a potential blowout on Sunday night, I think is what it is. It, it, it reminds you, and look, like Minnesota's secondary is better than the Philadelphia Eagles secondary, obviously. Uh, but Xavier Rhodes is not playing well this year. He's played awful. Yeah. And Harrison, Harrison Smith, I love Harrison Smith, but he hasn't played to his level of expectations either. So it's two of their prime guys in that secondary. They haven't played up to it. And I do and worry about Amari the, Cooper's health. You know, Amari yeah, Cooper's. That's a worry. Thing. So if they're missing him, then you gotta, you gotta throw one, you know, your good corner on, uh, on Michael Gallup. And then how are you moving the ball at that point? So maybe it's just, you know, a big Zeke and versus Cook game. Might be that. Maybe. Ooh, what's that? That over under is like 48. That could go on. Well, Dallas is scoring a lot though. So I would think so. Yeah. Just saying. So uh, we're, so all, we all, we're all on Dallas, right? So we get yeah. the uh, Browns under the Cowboys. You can lock it in. We will not have a lock from this game, but we all have best bets. The Chiefs minus three and a half. By the way, the, the line for the Cowboys game, I didn't read it because Pete, Pete sensed it in his head. The Cowboys minus three hosting the Vikings over under 47 and a half. Next game up, Chiefs minus three on the road. And this line is probably now closer. If you remember, we use the Westgate Superbook lines for, for this because they lock in on Wednesday night. We do the podcast on Thursday. Makes a lot of sense. There's not going to be any movement on those lines. However, if you want to bet on this game, you are likely staring at, uh, minus five and a half for even the, six and a half. Uh, maybe which six I and love a half. E- which I love even more. As do I, Pete. Uh, I'm on the, the other side. I'm on the other side. Three, I think the, the last time, the last three times that the Titans have played them, they beat them and how they beat them. Physically beat them up and they ran the ball at them. And it's the formula that the Colts used even when Mahomes was playing. They beat them up physically and ran the ball on them. I think they're going to be able to run the football. I think this is Derrick Henry, uh, in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Same type of game. He will pound them. Uh, I'm a little more concerning, obviously, because Mahomes is playing. I loved it even more when more, Matt Moore was playing, but I still think they win the game. And if you're going to give me six and a half points, three and a half points, whatever you're going to give me, whoever plays quarterback, I'm taking it because I think the Titans win the game because of the more physical team. I don't think their running game is anywhere near what it was in the past because they just, I think they're like, I don't have the number in front of me, but 23rd, 24th in yards per carry. It's just not as strong. But the line I mean, had a little rough, you know, spurt when they had injuries up front. They're still not great, but they had the injuries. They didn't have Lawan. Sure, uh, but the reason they've been moving the ball lately is because Tannehill's been playing well in the games that they do move the ball. Um, I, you know, with Mahomes back, Casey's has scored 50 in their last two games with him out. I think they'll get into the high 20s, at least in this game. Tennessee typically doesn't score much. They're 26th in points per drive, 29th in percentage of drives that end in a score. So even if you do run the ball, I mean, they settle for field goals a lot. They don't get into the end zone a lot. Um, the defense relies on keeping the score low, but they played a lot of bad offenses this year. And they're much stronger against the run than the pass. Mahomes can go off because they're like 20th in DVOA against the pass. Um, and I doubt the Tennessee offense can keep up if Mahomes, you know, has a 28, 31, 30. What about his injury, game. though? We don't know how he's going to be. Yeah, but they, I, you know, that is true, and that's concerning. But can he move outside been, the pocket? He practiced in full on Wednesday. Can he move outside the pocket? I mean, practicing in full and moving outside the pocket when guys are chasing you down is a whole different story. That's true. I mean, you, you that is a concern. And in the, it's, it's the best bet for me at the contest line of minus three and a half at six and a half. I'm not touching them. Um, I would even, if I did get three and a half earlier, if you're one of the people that betted early at minus three and a half, I would consider playing it back in six and a half because, you know, you guys are very strong on it anyway. Um, so you could try to middle it there with the yeah, four middle. and the six. Yeah. Um, and you're obviously getting value on each of those there i like the Titans. i think the titans are going to win outright i said um i said when when patrick mahomes actually before patrick mahomes went down when he was hobbled against the colts we've seen the formula for a team that can beat this chiefs team and i think tennessee fits the bill uh you know i know green bay did it uh, in a different way minnesota should have done it and didn't pull it off the broncos should have done it and didn't pull it off 
Andy Reid's doing a great job with Matt Moore. I think he'll do a great job with Patrick Mahomes. I just worry that they're bringing it back a little too soon. I feel like given all the way that – I think they could wait and – well, I guess it doesn't matter. I feel like they could be more cautious and bring him back next week. You get an extra day of rest, you know, because of the Monday night game against the Chargers. Um, you feel more comfortable with how where he is. And we still don't know that he's playing, right? He's just practicing in full. Yeah, we haven't right. said he's I mean, playing for you sure. You practice in full on a Wednesday. You're going to play unless you have a setback. Right. You would think, but – one would think so. Um, but anyway, I think Tennessee wins this outright. I think they run the ball effectively. I hope he plays because I'm going to get more points out of that if he plays. I hope he does play. Oh, Let's just be won't. clear. You guys are taking Ryan Tannehill and the FedEx off- offensive coordinator against Andy <laughs> Reid and Patrick Mahomes. True. So let's just yes, we are. think about that before you put a lot of money on this game. Also, Pete and I are kind of stupid because we're only getting the three and a half here. I don't like the fact that you're um, you're on the same side with me, Brinson, because I need you to go rotten. Why? So I can catch you. You got weeks. You got weeks in playoffs. Yeah, we don't have many weeks left. We only have seven more weeks. You believe that? There's only seven more weeks left. It's shrinking. Hard to believe. Time flies when you're Uh, having fun. Are we stupid for taking the three and a half? No. They're going to win the game outright. So no. I think they are too, but it is annoying that it's now like six and a half. Anyway, uh, moving along. Cardinals at the Buccaneers. We also all have a best bet on this game too. Oh, wow. By the way, RJ and I head to head. One game so far. Go ahead and make it two. Cardinals at Bucks. Bucks minus four and a half. Over under 52. Bruce Arians back to back revenge games. I think the Cardinals are getting too many points here. Four and a half, please. This should be three. Bucks can't stop anybody in a passing offense. The Cardinals can pass. Kyler Murray playing well enough. They're chunking the ball all over the place. Uh, this should, this should be a shootout. Uh, right, Pete? That's why I have it. I have it as an over as the best bet. I, I think this game's going to be in the 30s probably for one of the winners and maybe even for both teams. Uh, I do think the Bucks will win the game. I don't know if they'll cover that number, but I think they'll win the game. I think this game is going way past 52. Both teams can throw. Jameis Winston, when he doesn't turn the ball over, is putting up unreal numbers, and those receivers are playing great. Mike Evans can go over 150 for the third straight week. Uh, I know they'll try and put Patrick Peterson on him. Patrick Peterson was bad last week. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for both teams to score points. I like the over. Yeah, my best best the Bucks. Uh, it's a huge game for Arians against his former team, like Brinson said. I expect the players bring it. They like to get, usually in those spots, you get, try to get the win for your, the coach, you know, against his old team. Um, Tampa Bay D is elite versus the run, as I say every week. And Arizona's offense is built around the run. You know, Brinson said he thinks they could throw it around. I mean, Callum Murray has like nine passing touchdowns. They really move the ball by running it with Chase Edmonds, with David Johnson, with whoever's in there. And then it, when they get their passes, they get it off that. If Tampa can slow down the run, I don't know that the Arizona passing offense is going to work as well. Uh, Tampa's offense can win against Arizona D that's 28th against the pass allowed 24 touchdowns just two interceptions 30th in turnover percentage and as long as Tampa offense protects the ball like Pete said um, they're going to have success and they did that better last week they got whatever issues they had with the receivers running the wrong routes they got that ironed out Um, Arizona's three wins are versus teams all in the bottom six at DVOA and Tampa's not that bad they're a middle of the road team 18th in DVOA Uh, I think the Bucks win this game four and a half isn't that much to scare me away from them so that's why I'm laying it Tampa Bay is 16th in DVOA, the number one team in DVOA against the run, and the 26th team in DVOA against the pass. They are, they are the, it's like the hot new phrase in fantasy football, Pete. They're a pass funnel defense. They're what? A pass funnel defense. What about it? That's just what they're called. Okay. You like the phrase? Pass funnel? Pass funnel. Okay. I like it. It's creative. Like funnel. Okay, Boomer. 
Um, the, uh, I, look, I, I just think, call me. Okay, pops. Okay, pops. <laughs> I think this, I think this game will get down. I, well, maybe it won't get down to three. I think, I think it get down to four, three and a half. Um, it, here's my big thing with this. The Buccaneer, I mean, the, the Cardinals should have covered against the Saints, except the Saints defense is good and prevented a backdoor. I don't think Tampa's defense will prevent a backdoor cover. So even if they're up 10 points, I like Arizona to storm in at the last second and rip your heart out. So you two disagree. Right. And I'm on the over. We talk about fake results. Tampa, Tennessee. That was a Tampa. It should have been a Tampa win. And the refs blew that play dead. But even besides that, I mean, the stats clearly favor Tampa in that game. So, I mean, when you, if you flip the result of that game, just based on what you saw from the stats, Tampa's on a lot better streak right now and Tennessee's not. Should have won this. They should have won in Seattle last week too, technically. I mean, yeah, that was a close game. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a team that's poorly coached about to get ravaged by his old team. The Rams minus three. I'm just kidding. I don't. Call Bruce Arians poorly coached his favorite. Yeah. I will not be punched. Absolutely. (laughs) Or like break a beer bottle over my head or something. Rams minus three and a half. If Pete was a coach, he'd be Bruce Arians. Rams minus three and a half. Rams minus three and a half at Steelers over under 44. Pete, it's like you and I are head to head here. I like the Steelers. I think, I know the Rams got their offense cranked up a little bit before the bye. The bye didn't come at a good time. Cooks isn't there with the head injury. That's concerning to me. Uh, this Pittsburgh defense is starting to play good football. I think Minka Fitzpatrick has added a nice dimension to the back end. I think the down guys are outstanding. They're going to be tough to run the ball on them in this game. I'm not enamored with the Steelers offense. Don't, you know, but their offensive line has started to play better. The left side of that line had a bad start to the season. Villanueva and Foster both had problems. They picked it up in the last couple of weeks. I do believe that they're going to be able to run the football a little bit against the Rams. Remember, and even if Connor's not there, the Rams are little, and you can push them around a little bit. I think that'll take the pressure off. I'm leaning to the Steelers. I think they win the game outright. I want to believe in the Steelers, too. Their defense is playing well, fifth in DVOA, first in turnover percentage. That offense, though, I just can't get over how, you know, that they are not playing well unless they play against terrible teams with terrible defenses, Miami, Cincinnati. They're 20th in DVOA overall. Uh, the Rams offense started slow, but they played really well in four of their last five. The only outlier that embarrassing San Francisco game where the offense had like, you know, three yards of offense or whatever that low number was. Uh, the Rams D slightly better than Pittsburgh in DV, in terms of DVOA. So I think they might be getting a little bit written off in terms of, we all know the Pittsburgh defense is playing, you know, great, but nobody really talks as much about how well the Rams defense is playing. And they're better now with Jalen Ramsey, obviously. Then you look at the spot for the Rams. This is actually a really good spot for the Rams, which is why that they're my lean in this game. If I'm going to lean one way or the other, they're six and zero in the Eastern time zone since 2017. So that whole West to East, does not matter to them. McVeigh knows how to travel. And when you look at road favorites in general off of bye, they're 35 and 23 since 2011. It's about a 60% cover rate. 15 and, five, 15 and 5 in the last 20. So it's a good spot for the Rams. Teams like them usually cover coming off a of bye when they're short favorites like this. John McVeigh, short sample size, 2 and 0 after the bye. 81 points scored in the two years. Now look. Who did he play they, against in those two games? Who are the two games? They against good football teams. No, they weren't against good football okay, teams. Okay, well, who were they against, Brinson? Uh, last year they were a 10 point, 10 and a half point favorite at Detroit and beat the Lions 30 to 16. And the year before they were a five and a half point favorite, uh, in New York against the Giants and beat them 51 to 17. And both those teams ended up being bad if I'm right. The Lions weren't good and, uh, the Giants weren't good that year. Spoiler alert, the Steelers. Are bad. <laughs> They're not bad. Uh, are they not? They're good on defense. My Super Bowl Steelers are not bad. They're good on defense. They're pretty good. You you feel good uh, still about your Steelers Vikings pick, don't you? 
No. I if I had to pick <laughs> I'd be Patriots Packers like you, you <laughs> pop, pop <and> um, <laughs> maybe that might be the only thing I get right all year. <laughs> you feel like you get like thirty percent of your picks and then yeah. you get the, <laughs> I get the Super Bowl right. <laughs> and Dalvin Cook leading the league in rushing. That's it. That's the that's the I extent hope, of it. I hope you're right on that one, man. That'll pay for my L's yeah, pay, 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 that'll be good, huh? It'll be good. It's not looking good, though. He's only like 13 yards ahead of McCaffrey with it's, one more game. It's, so. I know. It's iffy. So McCaffrey's going to blow by him. Yeah, but McCaffrey only gets to play the Falcons twice more. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Next game on the docket. I have enough. the Steelers beat as the Rams. Oh, the Falcons. Look, looky, looky. Uh, a little Thanksgiving preview. How exciting. The Falcons head to New Orleans to play the Saints. They are, the Saints are minus 13 in this divisional rivalry game. The over on, uh, uh, over under is 51 and a half. Isn't it crazy that over under is lower than Bucks Cardinals? Um, Pete, you think it's too low, don't you? Going way over on this one. It's going <laughs> way over. These two teams, look, Atlanta got a lot of junk yards against Seattle, but they got them. Without Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's going to be back. I do think the Saints defense obviously is pretty good, but I just think there's going to be points scored. I think Drew Brees is going to go up and down the field. I think the Falcons will score. I think the Saints will win the game. I don't think they're covering the 13, but I'm taking the over as my best bet. I like Atlanta plus the points, but I'm taking the over as my best bet. I do like the over, too. Um, I, you can get it at 51, so obviously shop around and get it at 51 so you can get that extra half point. It's a lot of points for a division game between two teams that know each other well, so I would also lean to the to plus 13, assuming Matt Ryan's back. Matt Ryan is back, obviously, and we don't know for sure whether he's going to play. That offense can move the ball. They had 510 yards of offense with Matt Schaub at quarterback. They would have had the same with Matt Ryan. It's not like that. that's a downgrade at all. New Orleans D has been playing really well over the last five, but they still have five games on the year, allowing 24 or more points, so they can give up points, even though the defense has not given up a lot of yards. Ryan's capable of covering through the back door if we need it. Quality passing attack, a lot of great receivers so if they're down 38 to 20 they're going to get that last touchdown and get us over the line so over is the best play for me also atlanta d is worst in percentage of drives with the score worst in turnover percentage they're just going to get thrown all over by drew Brees coming off a bye so i'm thinking something like 37 27 30, i like it 24 something like that does it concern you that uh the under is eight and six in the last 14 games between these teams featuring an over under a 50 or more or that it's one and three. The over is one and three. Sorry, excuse me. The under is three and one uh, in the last four games. Just to keep consistency. No. no. That's nothing. Three and one. No. Not that bad. Oh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving game, the over under was 61 and a half. That was ridiculous. 51 is low for these two teams. They play again on Thanksgiving this year, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Real. In fact, they're, uh. That's a night game, right? There's yeah. two matchups. There's two, uh, two. This week, there are two matchups. Lions and Bears. And Falcons and Saints that are rematches on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Three weeks, right? That's three weeks from yeah. today. That's pretty fast. Um, by the way, the Saints, the Saints, the Saints from yesterday, as we say when we do this part, I said three weeks from yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Good job, team. Right. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Um, okay, boomer is the new fun fact. We need a new, somebody needs to start with <laughs> Twitter. Uh, the, uh, Saints, by the way, on a three and O against spread streak against the Falcons, if that matters to you at all. I like so who do you like? Who do you like? I, I lean towards the Falcons because it's thirteen, and I think they could score late. Um, but you're not I, in I, on the best. You're not in on the best bet to make. You don't like the over. I mean, I'll take the over. Okay, so we put I in think, the parlay. So it'd be Cowboys, the Falcons over, and the Bills under. That's what we have so far. Correct. 
Unless we come up with another one and we could go out on a limb and get the four-teamer to try and get everybody's money back. I got another one for you later. He does? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got another one. I know what it is. Okay. How about the 49ers game? I had a hard time with this game. I had a Seahawks, really hard time. Is this, where you're, is this where you're going, RJ? No, I mean... Uh, What's the one oh, you were going at? Because right. I want to talk the, about the, the one C- you're going. The Seahawks game was an over possibility for me. I just don't know if everybody else is going to like the over. Yeah. The one I'm talking about, I was looking at the expert picks page, and I saw you both matched up on one of my best bets, which is Dolphins uh, plus 10. I like the Dolphins. Yeah, I like the Dolphins plus 10. It's yeah, insane. Absolutely. Two, so let's throw, two, it, let's throw that in the parlay then. Okay. Let's throw that in the parlay. Right, so, yeah, Patrick's gonna, you talk about a team that's going to get a backdoor cover with their quarterback. That's it, right there. Uh, right. Let's let's and, run through, let's through that game real quick. Colts minus ten, hosting the Dolphins, over under forty four. Is it Jacoby Brissett? Is it Brian Hoyer? Uh, where, 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 I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, Indy doesn't run away with any game. Their biggest wins by seven. Every single game is close with Hilton and T. Y. Hilton's out. So Brissett, if he plays, he's not a hundred percent. If he doesn't play, you're getting Brian Hoyer in there. You can't expect him to run away and win by double digits against quote unquote the worst team in football. But they covered their last four. So I mean, they're not really the worst uh, team in football. I heard you guys talking about that on HQ. Uh, you know, before we were Bengals are the worst team. Bengals, yeah. So. So with those four straight covers, the offense isn't completely clueless with Fitzpatrick. They know how to move the ball. It's not crazy to think they can even win this game, you know, if, if Brissett is, is hobbled, but they'll keep it within one score. So it's a Dolphins plus 10 is the best bet for me. People can get, because the, the, the news is more positive on Brissett, you can get 10.5 and, and 11 as of Thursday afternoon. Get 10.5 or 11. Cause I love the 10. It's, it's gonna, they're gonna cover. It's gonna I be love a single digit game. It'll be, it'll be, at worst case scenario, you're gonna get a backdoor cover on this and, mm-hmm. and, and they'll score late. Fitzpatrick's capable of doing that. Uh, they'll lose by seven. But they're mm-hmm. going to cover that 10, 10 and a half for sure. Fitzpatrick's the backdoor king. And they're like, they're playing well for a bad they're team. Playing hard. They're playing they hard. They play hard. Yeah. They play, they, they don't, they're undermanned, but they play hard. And they figured like, out a lot of guys. A lot of those young linebackers have figured out some things. They're playing hard. They're playing tough. Because they clean, they clean house with all the talent. Yeah. They trade away for picks. Yeah. And now it's prove your spot next year if right. you want to be on this team. I, I like Teams are playing hard. And they, it kind of proves that Brian Flores, I know uh, Wilson talked about it a lot before the season. He thinks he's a good coach and everybody's dogging on him going 0 oh, and 16, whatever, and uh, that they might tank. It's like, well, this guy's not going to tank. He might actually be a good coach. And I think that's starting to come around now. They're playing hard now that the offense just isn't completely shot in the foot with Rosen at quarterback. The young linemen are getting better the offensive linemen are getting better they're still not good yet but they're kids i mean they're getting better and that's the most important thing uh, i i think starting to catch passes mm-hmm. I, I think this i, I, think I like the dolphins Zaki's... i should have made them a best bet too you can do it if you want throw it in throw another one give me seven for the week all right there you go i'm gonna add it to the rundown dolphins plus 10 um okay so let's look at pete's best bets well, the Dolphins are now added to that, too, so you got seven of them. The Dolphins are, in fact, on the screen right now, Pete, as you can see. <laughs> you just, keep, just run the list. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? Okay. Cleveland, Cleveland minus three. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting suckered into that one, but call me a sucker. Uh, Tennessee plus three and a half. I think they win that game outright. Dallas minus three and the Kirk Cousins can't show up in the, in the big game bowl. Uh, I like the Steelers to win that game outright against the Rams. The over again in the Arizona Tampa Bay game and the over in the Atlanta New Orleans game is my seven. You know what that means? It's time to put it up, RJ, just for you. I'm going to put it up again. Two and five. Seven and oh. (laughs) Seven and oh. There it is. The seven and oh. You would Switch think at one point he, he would flip his hands at one point so he would get it because he does it the wrong way. There you go. Five and two for people. No, seven and oh. I don't want five and two. I need seven and oh. I think you take five and two. I take five and two. Don't get me wrong. I'd be begging for five and two. 
Real quick before we let you go, Pete. Um, do we have time? Do I have time to ask Pete a, gener- a general question about? Yes. Uh, okay. Do. So quick. Okay. I'm curious what you guys think about the last week. How the uh, home teams on Sunday went 12 and 0 straight up and against the spread after a big road uh, run throughout the season, and whether that's like just an aberration, a trend, something we'll see moving forward. And you know, like you know what I mean? Like, like is it? Because we were all like, oh, home field advantage is done. And then all of a sudden the, you know, the, the home teams just sweep Sunday. It's even and out. It evens out a little bit. It, it always evens out. Let's just, that's why I'm hoping my picks even out at some point too. But usually it evens out. So uh, that's all that was last week. Yeah. I don't think you can count on it either way. You can't say we'll, we'll go all over the home teams now just because, you know, they all went 12 no. and 0 on one Sunday. Um, but that seven, I think it was 72 and 44, um, for the road teams going in against the spread. You can't just say they're going to cover at that clip because they never do. I mean, no. the season. So, um, it was inevitable. It happened. It happened. Just happened. Have to, had to happen when I took a bunch of road favorites and, uh, trashed my pick. So, uh, so thanks for that. But it's uh, bounce back weekend, RJ. Back it's all week. behind you. It's five, all behind you. Five You're and going five and zero in the contest. Exactly. I feel it. I feel it. I'm going seven and zero with my best bets. Willie boy <laughs> is going. Whatever. How many? How many do you have of mine? Because whatever you have, you have two of mine or three. 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 Oh, so you're winning those three. The rest of yours are going rotten. <laughs> I, only pick, I only pick three games. That's all I got of my best bets. So you're three. No, not, you got more than that. I got six. You usually have a scroll full of best bets. What are you talking about? Was it eight? Uh, one RJ, yeah, yeah, that was greedy. I went, I snuck out four and four. RJ, what? Um, where are you at in the super contest? Um, tied for around eight hundred and something. You know, top twenty-five to thirty percent. There's thirty-three hundred people in it. Uh, so, so I'm twenty-four and twenty-one record. You know, yeah. if I can get a good five and zero, I'll be at fifty. This week, so. this week, it's all behind you. The rottenness is all behind us. Five and zero oh this week, three and whatever you going, and seven and zero oh with my best bets. Oh, you want me to go rotten? You want me to go? No, I don't think you're going rotten. I just see you're winning your three. Uh, how many? Right. You, I'm not saying you're going rotten. I don't, I'm not going to say that because every time I say it, he goes like eight and zero. Right. Uh, I know that's why I want you to say I'm going nope. rotten. Nope. Okay. Um. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Pete, it's always fun. We'll talk to you next week. I'll see you on Sunday afternoon. About, you will. Uh, about half time, buddy. At halftime. Me, CBS, you, and, me you, and Jamie Eisenberg at halftime. That's right. And you could also watch me, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach uh, at 4.30 on Friday afternoon. If you're listening to this on, on audio or if you're watching on YouTube, it's tomorrow. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening on audio, it is today, this afternoon. Fire up CBS Sports HQ at 4.30. And if you, anyway, if you just throw on HQ basically at any time, you will see Pete Briscoe on there. Also, because I keep forgetting to mention at the top of the show, RJ White puts his picks on Sportsline. Sportsline.com. Slash join, use promo code white, and you get your first month for a dollar. Check all that stuff out. And uh, Pete, have a great weekend, buddy. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, time to get down to the rest of the picks for this week. Pete Prisco has departed us. One of these days, I'll say it, and it'll be sad, because he'll really be gone. Probably in like the next three to four months. Who knows with him, right, RJ? That's right. He'll be a he'll he'll have to go back to the day spa and get the new clone to to replace him. And you know, <laughs> what, get if, his... what if what if CBS just kept cloning Pete? Like I could see that being a thing. Like I would not rule it out. Yeah, like like th- this is why they've been making him do all this video and audio to capture all of his individual catchphrases. And so I could, cause we always joke, like, I'd love to have like a little, um, like a little Pete doll, like a little Prisco doll with like a little string on the back and you pull it. It's like, I want a turkey sandwich or like, <laughs> leaves turn brown. You know, <laughs> like, like various like little like, you blocked. Like, See ya. See ya. <laughs> oh man. I'm here for it. I'm not here for Jets Giants. This is a terrible game in MetLife Stadium. Both teams are, the Jets are the, home team this week uh jets at home unfortunately underdogs because they lost to the dolphins on the road last week the giants minus two and a half at the jets over under 43 and a half um what do you do here stay I mean, away I, yeah i don't play the spread it just seems like where it should be i mean it's, you would think the jets probably have a little value the giants are going to be playing this game without emin ingram without sterling shepherd um so the spread stay away here, but I do like the under a little bit. It's it's up to forty four and a half um, on the market as of Thursday afternoon. We we center our lines out at forty three and a half, so that's why I lean. I just was just leaning to it, but at forty four and a half, I like it a little bit better. Jets offense ranks thirty second in a bunch of categories, including DVOA by a mile. You can't trust them even against a bad defense, and Giants fans know that their defense is pretty bad. Um, Giants have at least been competitive in recent games, um, but yeah, with that offense missing its two key pass catchers, it's gonna be a lot of Saquon. It's gonna be a lot of Darnold, hoping he doesn't see ghosts and. Uh, I don't know. Low scoring game, lean to the Giants covering, but under's a better bet. I mean, lean to the Jets covering, but under's a better bet. Do you worry at all about the black cat effect of the, uh, the feline who strolled on the field? Also, I thought it was very odd, and this is not a broadcast criticism at all, but I thought it was very odd, and I forgot to mention this in the Monday Night Recap, that like, as the cat's strolling out, uh, like, Joe Testador was like, what does this mean for the Cowboys? It's like, what? 
What about the Giants? They're on offense, and it's their stadium, and there's a black cat wandering around. Like, if a ghost was strolling through the stadium, you wouldn't be like, is this ghost coming to get Dak Prescott? I don't know. I don't know why he thought it would be coming to get the Cowboys. I thought it was weird. Yeah, it was actually the first thing that factored into my, my handicap of this game. I thought the black cat, and then I went from there. I knew you were not as pragmatic as you claim to be, RJ. <laughs> uh, I like the Giants, I guess, but those, those injuries do worry me. Um, I think we could pretend, I would lean Giants. Uh, I would, I'll, you know what? I'll just lean whichever way the public isn't going. I'll just, I'll just go the opposite way and just hope that that's one of those games. Um, I like Daniel, I, I like Sam Darnold more than Daniel Jones, but maybe Daniel Jones more than Sam Darnold right now. I do think this could be a Leonard Williams revenge game. I mean, this team traded him two weeks ago in the same city to the team that plays in the same stadium. And now he's going up against a bad offensive line. He gets to wreck shop against the, his old quarterback pal. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had a couple sacks. And I thought he actually looked really good against the Cowboys. Yeah, he's he's a good player, obviously. And, you know, there were mitigating factors to trading him, but he was a top three pick for a reason. So, you know, they got a good player at a discount. Uh, top, I think he was actually – was he six? I'm sure he wasn't top – was he six? I don't he know. Maybe he was six. I, th- I thought he was – He was six, yeah. Because that, that was the thing. is like the Jets were like, you got to take Leonard Williams. He should have been top three. Right. He was a top three ranked prospect, but he was yes. fell to six. And by the way, he's um, only uh, 25 years old. So, yeah, uh, just bet on this game, bet on maximum sadness because it's Giants and the Jets at MetLife. So <laughs> however you can f- figure out to bet maximum sadness, do that. You can wager on me not watching a minute of that game. How about that? Until the last – actually, you know what? I will, that's a lie. I will I will have it on like queued up on like my third TV. And when that game inevitably comes down to like – a bunch of shenanigans in the final two minutes of it. I will be jumping on it and watching it and enjoying the Daniel Charlotte. Jones sacked. Jamal <laughs> Adams scoops it up and it's a touchdown. Jets are back <laughs> in this game. <laughs> Jets are back with it three. Ravens <laughs> minus 10 at the Bengals. The over under in this game, 44 and a half. The debut. I don't have the doll ready yet. It will be soon. Little curly haired, redheaded fella. Ryan Finley going right back up here. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that curly. If you, if you're watching on YouTube, you could see, by the way, the picture of Ryan, the picture of Daniel Jones, terrible. Get a new picture. You need to go to the NFL PA and say, Hey, look, I look like Forky with these uh, from Toy Story 4. I need a new picture. What, what on earth is this picture? It drives me nuts. He's much better looking than that. This is not what Daniel Jones looks like. He needs a new picture. Uh, it bugs me every time. Ryan Finley, on the other hand, Got a little frat, little some Bama bangs going in his hat, in his uh, in his headshot. First, fourth round pick, making his first start out of NC State, led the ACC in passing with three thousand nine hundred twenty-eight passing yards. Also had the highest completion percentage, sixty-seven point four, in the ACC last year. And lucky him, coming off a bye, no AJ Green, he gets to play the Baltimore Ravens, who just beat up on Tom Brady. I do think, however, RJ. This might be a look ahead letdown spot for the for the Ravens. I kind of like the Bengals here. It's definitely it's de- a letdown spot for the Ravens, but I just can't take the Bengals the way they're playing. And you know, uh, since these D ranks last in yards per rush and then yards per pass attempt, thirty first in DVOA, um, Baltimore's offense number one in plays yards and points per drive. I mean, they might sleepwalk through this game and only win by eight, and they don't cover. But you know, I don't think there's any way the Bengals win this game, so I can't take them. Um, can we expect the offense to be better with Ryan Finley? I mean, it's not like Andy Dalton was the problem. He seemed to be like the only functioning part of that offense. 
Baltimore's D is getting healthy. We saw it last week. They're coming off of two good games versus Seattle. They gave up 16 points. New England, they gave up 20 points. The earlier game here was close, 23-17, because since he returned the opening kick for a touchdown, it was all Baltimore from there. They dominated the stats. I think we'll see a similar game, probably a better result this time. Ravens win something like, you know, 28-10 to or some some uh, something where they could probably score more and they don't, but the Bengals still aren't able to cover. The, the biggest concern I have in taking – I mean, look, the public, the public saw – the Ravens beat the Steel, beat the beat the, beat the Patriots. Um, the last thing they saw about the Steelers, about the Bengals, is that the Bengals are terrible. The Bengals lose to everybody. They're winless. So it's the team that beat the Patriots against a winless team, only only ten points, um, with a you know, rookie quarterback, no AJ Green. It just it reeks of a spot to take the Bengals. But I'm with you. There is the Bengals are so bad at backdoor covering. They can't even cut. Co- they can't even storm through the back door. Like Zach Taylor. It's supposed to be the Sean McVay Jr. or whatever. He runs the most lethargic late game offense. I do wonder though, with Ryan Finley, if they're, if they might not be a little bit more aggressive. Andy Dalton has sort of looked defeated getting up there. He just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Maybe Finley will be a little more try hard. So I'm like in my picks pools, um, we have to make picks against the spread for every game. I'm taking the Bengals and I'm doing it reluctantly. I actually queued up a picture of Lamar Jackson first. I was like, eh, this is a donkey pick. Give me the Bengals. Panthers at Packers. Packers minus five. Carolina Panthers bounced back very nicely last week. Packers looked a little hungover in L.A. And you think they will bounce back this week against the Panthers? Yeah, the Packers' yeah. offense was atrocious. Um, you know, they're sixth in DVOA overall, eight in points per drive. Uh, I'm not willing to write to say that this is like their downfall. I think they'll just they'll they're, they've established how good they are, and they'll go back to that. The Packers' D struggles to stop the run. It's going to be a problem against Carolina, obviously with Christian McCaffrey. Um, but it's going to be cold in Green Bay, possibly snow, possibly icy field, and that's key because we're talking about Kyle Allen from Arizona, played college in Texas, never plays a a, a cold weather game as far as I know. You know, I, I'm not going to go game for game, but this is going to be a shock to a system. Whereas you get Aaron Rodgers 10 and five against the spread in his last 15 when the temperature is 35 or lower per R. John Breach in an article he wrote about the weather, I believe, on Wednesday. Packers resident have a great man, John Breach, by the way. What is he? He's a resident weatherman. Resident weatherman, resident, John resident Breach. Meteorologist. So the Packers have a great home field advantage. I've talked about it. You should give them at least three and a half, maybe even four for their home field. Um, so they don't have to be that much better than Carolina to have value here at minus five. And you might actually be able to get it a little lower. I think it's probably going to go up before it goes down. But if you have confidence it's going to go down, you know, you can wait. But I'm starting to see some five and a halves out there. So if you can get it at five, I'd just take it at five. Um, they're going to be a teasable team for me. You know, tease, tease them down to a round and pick them. We're talking about teasers. Um, if they do get, you know, five and a half, six. So I like the Packers. I think they're going to win and cover. They'll bounce back here. I, I, I'm a little, I didn't want to make the, you know, I, I was wrong. I took the, um, Titans last week. That was stupid. You told me to take the Panthers. I still, I, didn't you, do you take the Titans or the Panthers? I took the Panthers. Not as the best bet, but. Right, but you leaned to, you were, you talked me into the Panthers and I just kind of zigged back at the right. last second. You had me leaning that way. I, I should have followed through. Panthers are a better team. I am a little worried that they haven't just, this is just anecdotal as someone who watches the Panthers frequently. They have not been very good when they go to Green Bay for whatever reason. I do think, however, that the matchups are favorable for Carolina in the sense that Green Bay is not good against the run defensively. They don't stop the run and Christian McCaffrey is playing at an MVP level. Kyle Allen, I don't, I'm assuming, did you go back and watch the Panthers Titans game again? Yeah. He, he threw the ball down the field pretty well. 
Yeah, and uh, Titans lost Malcolm Butler in that game too. Not that, not that Malcolm Butler is as good as he has been in the past, but that's also going to stretch their uh, their depth in the middle of a game. So that has, I think, something to do with it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought that uh, I thought that he looked. I thought he looked pretty good stretching, throwing throwing down the field, and that was impressive to me. And that's going to be big if they want to if they want to try to make a playoff push. Kylan has to be more than a game manager at times. He has to be able to stretch the field. Maybe he can do it against this team. Um, I, I would, I would lean Panthers here. I just think, I think they'll keep it close. I think they could storm through the back door. Maybe I think Christian McCaffrey and that defense will, will, will keep them in that enough. Um, but I do, I, I wish the Packers had gone and won that game. I'd feel a lot, I would say one against LA. I'd feel a lot better about it. Lions at Bears were head to head again here. Jeez Louise, RJ, why are we fighting this week? Bears minus two and a half. Hosting the Lions. Better question. Over under 41 and a half. Better question. Why the F am I taking the Bears? I don't understand why anyone would take the Bears with how their offenses look. This is a very weird line to me. Detroit was also plus two and a half at Oakland. And aren't the Raiders better than the Bears, wouldn't you say? I mean, does anybody would, would take the Bears on a neutral field against Oakland? I mean, they played on a neutral field and, and Oakland beat the hell out of them for uh, the first half and Bears got back into that game. Um, yeah, I think it was Chase Daniel, right? Chase Daniel played the game. Mitch Trubisky is, is in this game. So maybe we'll see Chase Daniel in the second half and it'll make a difference. Both these teams are struggling. Lions stay in every game though. And they seem better than their record while the Bears do not. You know, they have to come back and they get down like 36-10 against the Saints and make the score look competitive and get down against the Eagles and come back and make the score look more competitive than it is. Uh, NFL is a passing league. Detroit ranks fourth in net yards per attempt and fifth in pass DVOA. Chicago has one of the worst quarterbacks in the league leading their offense. Uh, so even though Chicago has a great defense, I think they can only slow Stafford down so much. Um, the, also, the Chicago run defense has fallen off. Um, and I don't, like I'm, you know, I've said over and over, I don't have confidence in Trubisky to play well, even against a bad defense. So this boils down to Stafford versus Trubisky and Stafford's getting points. So why would you take the Bears? Uh, it's a very fair point. I don't have a great explanation for it. I do think, though, that um, when you look at this defense for Detroit, they're not very good. You know, you can run on them. And what the Bears have sort of discovered the last couple of weeks, David Montgomery can be a bigger factor. Hey, Matt Nagy, glad it only took you seven weeks and you, you basically lost the season as a result. And I, I think he's going to have another big game this week. I think Montgomery steps up in a, in a monster way, runs the ball well against Detroit. The over-under is rancid here, if you like the Lions. It's 41 and a half. I mean, that's a, that's a really low over-under for, you know, for a team that doesn't play a ton of defense and that typically gets involved in, in shootouts. Um, and, you know, when you look at uh, what the team total is, I believe the Lions team total, I mean, it's obviously correlated to the spread and the over-under. I mean, the Lions team total is 20. Okay. I mean, you're telling me that Matthew Stafford's only get, not going to have more than two touchdowns? I mean, I'll, if, if that's the case, then I'd like Chicago to keep it close in this game and maybe win it. The other thing, Chicago's only allowed 20 20 yard passes or more down the field and only three 40 yard or more passes down the field. And I think that's where, I just think there's a case of Chicago's strengths line up against Detroit's strengths, they can nullify them. And then Detroit's weakness lines up against the recently found strength of the Bears, which is running the ball. Look, couldn't, could the Bears be up three, up seven late in this game? And then Mitchell Trubisky, uh, ends up with his pants down in the middle of the cafeteria and the ball fumbling away from him and Darius Slay scooping it up and running the end zone. Absolutely. This is what happened against the Chargers, but I think that the Bears will hold serve here. And if they don't manage to poop their pants at the end, they will win by three points or more. So. Yeah, the over-under is 41 and a half. The Lions will be at 38, and it'll be up to the Mitchell Trubisky offense to get him over the line to get that over. <laughs> so he's playing so badly. 
He's so bad. He's missing everybody wide open. He's got to get the ball out of his hands. So that's, he has five passing touchdowns. That's pathetic. Seahawks at the, oh, that's the last game. Seahawks at the 49ers. Well, this podcast went fast. Seahawks at the 49ers. 49ers minus six and a half over under 46 and a half. We both are in, uh, firm agreement on this over, I believe. I'm surprised that we couldn't get Pete to get in on that. Uh, I take it now because it's going to get up to 48 before Monday. This is it. I, th- I think that, and this has always been true, but I think it's a little bit more true in 2019 because of all the different places you can bet. Like there's so, you don't see these Monday night games steam up as much until like, Monday, you know what I mean? Don't, don't that tend to be true? Thing? That's some of it. Um, you know, I, people might be getting frustrated because the books have been winning Sunday after Sunday. So, you know, maybe you just cut your losses and don't bet on the Monday game. It's also an ugly game. Seen a lot of big spreads because we'll get like the Dolphins playing on a Monday and teams like that. This is an actual good game. So I think we treat this more like a Sunday night game where we do see some action on it. Um, I think the spots favor San Francisco. They're coming off long rest. Seattle's just played an overtime game. But plus six and a half with Russell Wilson, you just got to take Russell Wilson and, and imagine that he's going to keep that game close. San Francisco has the number one pass D per DVOA. Seattle has the number one pass offense. So he, you know, some of that's going to cancel out. I don't think you can completely slow down Russell Wilson in the passing game. And that opened up last week at work. They were throwing the ball all over the place. And um, I, if they, they add Josh Gordon to the mix here and there, you know, they get him a few snaps, probably not going to play the whole game, but it's not like they need him because Tyler Lockett's playing well. DK Metcalf's playing well. Um, you know, I think they'll have some success. Seattle can also run on San Francisco. 22nd in yards per rush allowed. 20th in rush DVOA. Um, and Russ protects the ball. That's how San Francisco is getting, you know, running up the score locks are getting these defensive touchdowns. He's, he's only thrown one interception. If he does that, you know, protects the ball. They don't turn the ball over. Maybe get one fumble. Um, it'll keep the game close. Then Seattle has given up multiple non-offensive touchdowns in both their losses. So that's where San Francisco will be looking for that and try to get that pick six going. But if Seattle avoids that, they're going to cover. I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game where Russ is keeping up with the 49ers. I don't think the Seahawks defense is stopping them very much. And you're going to see something like, you know, 31, 28, 31, 30 by the time we're done. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and I, I like this. I like the Seahawks to cover and I like the Seahawks to win. I don't, I, I, I don't, I wish it was against somebody else. The Seahawks are not very often underdogs in terms of primetime games since Pete Carroll got there. They're just not, um, you know, Russell Wilson has a very good record. I think it's like nine and three against the spread as an underdog. Um, they're also like 13 and four against the spread, I think, as, uh, underdogs in NFC West matchups. So they do very well. It might not, it might not be 13, but I, Apologize. I wrote it down in my picks column. I just don't have it in front of me. Um, but they, uh, they've done very well as in, in, against us. They're like at 70% against the spread when Russ is an underdog in primetime and 70% against the spread when they're underdogs in NFC West games because it just doesn't happen very often and they're good at covering those spots. And Russell, this is a huge game for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on the, it's on the road and the 49ers are pretty big favorites, but this is an enormous game for the Seahawks to try and stay in that race. If they get bludgeoned here, it's it's going to be a little hit, uh, hit or miss for them in terms of making the playoffs, especially if the Rams go to Pittsburgh and win. I'll, I'll take the Seahawks on the money line, frankly. Pete's best bets. Titans plus three and a half. Over, under, cards. Over, cards, bucks, 52. Steelers plus three and a half. Browns minus three. Saints, Falcons over 51 and a half. Cowboys minus three. And Miami plus 10 at Indianapolis. RJ, your best bets for this week are? 
Kansas City, minus 3.5 at Tennessee, going against both you guys. Tampa Bay, minus 4.5 against Arizona, going against at least one of you there. Uh, Green Bay, minus 5 versus Carolina. They're going to bounce back. Detroit, plus 2.5 at Chicago. I don't understand that line at all. Miami, plus 10 at Indy. You could probably get it a little higher uh, based off Thursday's, uh, the way the market's going. And then Dallas, minus 3 versus Minnesota. Don't put too much stock into that because we all love it and we see how those picks go. <laughs> That's right. And then my best bets, I got a six-pack pick. I picked six of them. Get it? Uh, Cleveland minus three against at home against Buffalo. I wish that Westgate hadn't screwed us and given us, uh, two, I, obviously you like two and a half better. That's a clearly a key number. So if you can find it, I would, it, it's even money. Cleveland minus three right now. I would take it. I would buy it down to probably minus two and a half. Arizona plus four and a half at Tampa Bay. Backdoor action. The Rams minus three and a half at Pittsburgh. That line stinks and the Rams are going to roll them off a bye. Dallas minus three. RJ and I mentioned that's the kiss of death. A game there. Tennessee plus three and a half uh, at home against Kansas City. Again, you can probably get that at six and a half once Mahomes is, is ruled out. So wait on that one. And then Chicago minus two and a half against Detroit. For some unknown reason, I am betting on Mitchell Trubisky for the second time in three weeks. As a favorite. As a favorite. He should have covered two weeks ago against the Chargers. Though. But, uh, the pick six parlay. Oh, and nine on the year. Is that good? <laughs> No, but I mean, most of these payouts we're talking about plus 800, plus 900. So you got to well, expect you're only going to hit one or, one or two, maybe. But like now at this point, we've just like ratcheted it down where we're just taking like three games against the spread mm-hmm. and just trying to get it. Like we, it's, we're going to move to like a, you know what we should do? Just be soft as butter and go do like a two team favorite money line parlay that pays out. <laughs> It's 0.75. Baltimore and the Saints is our parlay <laughs> this week. Money lines. Pays you minus 330 probably, something like that. So. That's right. Yeah, you bet 100, you win 30, you win $3.33. Um, our actual parlay is the, uh, is the, uh, Browns and Bills under 40. I think ours is 39 and a half. You can get it at 40 right now. It'll probably drop down to 39 and a half. By the way, that game, I don't, we didn't talk about that. Uh, that game feels ripe for bad weather. I have no idea. I have no idea what the Cleveland forecast is. That game feels ripe for bad weather. I'm going to look it up very quickly. I know that um, it's a preferable when we Google on the podcast. Okay, zero percent chance of precipitation right now. 17 miles an hour wind on Sunday per chance, though. If we get 17 miles an hour wind with Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, there's going to be 22 points scored in that game. Nice. All right, so we like that under there. I'd go ahead and take play that under straight up if you're out there listening. Cowboys. Minus three at home. And the, oh, the Atlanta, New Orleans over 51 and a half. Would you anticipate that moves up? Yeah, I would think so. Cause at some point, Matt Ryan's going to be ruled in. Um, it looks like, it looks like he's trending that way. So if that happens, people will start saying, oh, well, they're going to score some points. It'll start ticking up. It'll get closer to 55, I would think, you know, 53 so, and a half, 54. In other words, I would go ahead and play this parlay. Like I like I wouldn't wait till Sunday to play this parlay because if the weather comes in in Cleveland, if there's a bunch of wind, that will drop down to 37 and a half. And if the, if Matt Ryan's ruled in officially, that line will jump up. So go ahead and play it. Uh, we're gonna have the Browns Bills under 40, Cowboys minus three, Atlanta New Orleans over 51 and a half, and the Miami Dolphins plus 10. That's mm-hmm. where that's that's where we're gonna lose it. Dolphins plus 10. Yeah. Um, the late. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see how, I mean, the way they're playing, I don't see how, but it's the Dolphins. They could, you know, throw a, a stinker out at any point and lose 38 to three. So who knows? I mean, the Colts could maul them in the run game and just, just go downhill on them all day and just destroy them for all we know. Right. But I like, I like this parlay. I think it hits. Um, 
I wouldn't be opposed either if you wanted to put the cow, if you, if you're, if you're betting on this parlay. Um, here's the other thing you could do is you can bet three teams and leave one, bet the Browns under. Go ahead and bet it now. Bet the Browns under, the Atlanta over, Dolphins plus 10. Maybe even buy the Dolphins a 10 and a half because it's part of a parlay because you're just ratcheting the juice around a little bit. You know what I mean? That's not crazy. Yeah, I mean, ten and a half is going to be out there right now because Brissett's trending in the right direction. So yeah. in the market, is you know, I checked it before we started. Ten and a half is all over the place. Or we'll wait. We'll wait and do this then. If, if Brissett's going to play, go ahead because you. I mean, everybody should be able to do this. You should be able to put two bets in and leave two open spots. Depends. Depends on what your uh, book allows. I think most books allow that, right? But I was going to suggest if you leave two open spots, your first open spot is the Miami game. And you come back and add the Dolphins at whatever the market ends up being, because it's not going to be single digits. It's right. just not. It's not going to close the single digits with all these injuries. So uh, that would be one spot to do it. I hope you hope it, hope it runs up to like eleven or eleven and a half if percent plays. Entirely possible. Uh, and then if we get all three legs of that, then just switch and go Cowboys money line on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy? Uh, yeah, if you can do that, do that. It's a lot of work, huh? Just maybe just bet the parlay. <laughs> Just bet the parlay and then sprinkle a little bit on the opposite of the parlay just in case it goes 0-4. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. All right, RJ. Uh, as always, uh, you can follow RJ White on Twitter, RJ at RJWhite1. You can read him on Sportsline. He puts all his picks there. Go to Sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code WHITE. You will get your first month for $1. We have our Facebook group, private. I'm going to jump in there. In fact, it's usually on like Thursday evening. I'm going to jump in there for a little bit and answer some lineup questions and ad drops and all that. Uh, go to Facebook.com, search Pick 6 Podcast. It'll be a private group you ask to join. And then leave a, rate, leave, leave a review, a rating. Anybody who does it, we greatly appreciate it. If you like the podcast, if you, get in, if you get anything out of it at all and you like it, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts on your little phone app and leave a review. RJ, talk next week, buddy. Take care.